Welcome, my chingus, to episode 113 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about Bumkey, Daya, Dindin, Ayu, Card, Laboom, Martin Smith, Minzy, and Varsity. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my lovely, kind of sick co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases. In each episode, Josh and I will pick what we think is the best song of the last two weeks. You can find more of our episodes on iTunes, the Google Play Store, or SoundCloud. The video version can also be found on our YouTube channel, sometimes. Or you can go to our website, thisweekinkpop.com. Comment. I really need to streamline that in- intro. There's just some stuff that it's choppy, like. Chop it up. I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't make videos anymore. <laughs> we don't do this podcast anymore. What are we doing here, Steven? Let's just go home. Oh, should, you are home. We are home. We are home. Um, but anyways, welcome. Welcome, welcome to 113. This lovely, lovely month of April is almost over. And 2017 is halfway, almost halfway over. I mean, that's like one of my mom's halfways. That's like an yeah. Asian lady halfway, where it's just like my mom would always be like, hey, guys, it's almost one thirty, And we're like, mom, it's one oh five. Like, yeah. you, you can't it say almost one thirty. Just like it's not almost half of a year. There's still two more months left. It's more of a third of a year because that's actually accurate. Thank you. That That yes. is mathematically sound. That let, me, is let me double check that. Or mathematically out of 12. I'm yeah, you're right. That That's uh, some kind of pie with the pie thing. But that is to say, though. That we had a lot of down weeks. We have recently. had. All right. A lot of down weeks. But I do think this week is an uptick. It's a slight uptick. Not a great, huge, you know, miles above uptick, but it is kind of an uptick. And we got some great, great songs you probably never heard of from people. You know, we got some Din Din up in here. I mean, we got some guy? Martin Smith, but you ain't heard of that chingu. We got Varsity, guys. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. But before we get to the main part, I do want to thank. Uh, one of our uh, biggest chingus of all time, Ali B. Twixt, because if you if you guys can't tell, we changed our thumbnail on iTunes and on all our podcast stuff. And all of that comes from the greatest chingo of all time, Ali B. Twixt. Thank you, Ali. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm actually not sure. I've been trying to get the iTunes uh, artwork to change for about a week now, and it still hasn't changed yet. Um, so I'm hoping by the time this audio goes up, it's changed or else I feel like an idiot saying it's changed. But she did provide new artwork for our YouTube channel that, as I just said, we don't upload to anymore. Uh, our SoundCloud and, of course, our main thumbnail. So we want to thank Ali Betwixt from the bottom of my everlasting heart. Blackened, crusted, decaying heart. Thank you, Ali. Right. And it, also, if you guys don't know, she helps run EssentialKpop.com, which is the website that I use to prepare for this podcast. Also, we prepare for I, pay, this I pay for that. <laughs> oh, we, we, we do prepare. Pre- oh, yeah, sure. Sometimes. But we do a lot of preparing and we do a lot of podcasting. And sometimes we need a vacation. And if you guys don't know, we're recording this on a Sunday. And the following week is kind of there's this really big vacation for Korea. Um, and a lot of, I think, Asian countries as well. I mean, Japan has Japan a big golden week. Yeah. They don't call it golden week here. Um, but we do have a vacation this coming week, so um, there will be no after show uh, next week. We're going to take the week off, 
Yeah. Um, Josh, where where are you going? I'm going to go to Beijing. We're going to China. Beijing. Going to China. Yeah, I'm going to Beijing. And you know what? We can make these jokes now because the thumbnail of our podcast now shows that we're two Asian guys. <laughs> okay? If you didn't know that before. We can make those jokes. We're okay? two Asian guys. Right. So you're going to Beijing. My sister's coming to Seoul, so I'm going to be in Seoul, uh, of in Seoul with her doing I don't know what. Um, probably eating. Definitely eating. Um, probably nothing else besides that. So we're not going to have a podcast. So uh, in two weeks, it's going to be our normal podcast. We're going to try and fit in a K-pop roundtable. When we can, we're still looking for somebody to do it with. Yeah. And with that, all the housekeeping is done. Let's get started with me. I finally won, guys. Unbelievable. Remember last episode when I was like, if I win, like you winning was the cause of the downward spiral spiral. of 2017. Remember when I said that? And then I finally won and it was an uptick. Who was proven right, guys? Or maybe it's a chicken and an egg thing because this week was good. And so that allowed you to win. No, I think it was, I caused it. I, I think I was destined to win. And that's why the videos were better. I think that's why. So I have the first pick of the episode. But I think Josh really likes this song too. I do. The first song and the best song is by a girl group we don't talk about much. We have never really enjoyed their songs, although some of them have been not bad. And uh, that is a girl group. It's been a while, been around for longer than I thought. La boom. Let's keep this intro going as long as I possibly can with their brand new song, which you may or may not have heard. <laughs> and the song is called Hui Hui. <laughs> We gotta premise this. Uh, hui is kind of like the, the sound for, for a whistle. Yeah, it's a sounding of the sound of whistle. So this song is, I guess, in English you would call it whistle whistle. And you know what? Props to you, Laboom, for not calling a whistle. Right? Obviously, yeah. there's a Blackpink song called Whistle. Whistle. Yeah. And we've recently talked about like there was a, a boy group song called Very Very Very, and it's like, why are you doing that? Come on, guys. Why would you? Why would you? suicide like that right or there was another girl group right that had a um or a, not another girl group g friend had a fingertip yeah when there was already a fingertip Tips, right yeah so props to you laboom for you could have totally called a whistle you, right yeah you definitely could have but you, did. you didn't uh i think you're right steven this song 
if I had first pick, I would probably have picked this song for my favorite song of the week as well. Really? Over oh, your yeah. next song? Oh, I think so, yeah. Interesting. I think I just enjoy it more. Well, this song is produced by three people that I don't know who they are. Nope. But we have Kamyun Ryder. Kamyun Ryder. <laughs> we have Andreas Orn and Chris Wale? Wale? Wally? Wall? Yeah, Wall maybe. Yeah, cause see, it's it's funny how Kamyun Rider was easiest for us to pronounce. Right, and that one's the one in Korean. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a play off the. Uh, I guess you would call it the old kind of Power Rangers style Kamen Rider. If you guys are not familiar, but yeah, mm-hmm. this video, uh, we we're not one hundred percent sure, but we're pretty sure it's a DigiPetty video, right? I'll bet my life savings yeah. of five dollars, okay, that this is a DigiPetty video. Everything about it screams DigiPetty, like from the HDness, from the like the pastel colors, right? The lighting, everything just screams DigiPetty, uh, especially kind of the A Pink Mr. Chu style of DigiPetty. Like I think we saw some of the similar props also in this music video. But it's not only are the props the same. Like for example, um, the shots are the same. Yeah. Um, what's that girl group that disbanded that we kind of liked, but they also had a tennis court video that was DigiPetty? Mi- mix? Mi- mix. Yeah. Right? Like that one had the same props, but it was shot a little differently. But this one really was like, hey, remember Mr. Chu? Like the hey. stylings of Mr. Chu. Um, but that's not to say that's a bad thing. I mean, DigiPetty is DigiPetty, right? Like I know a lot of people kind of think his music videos are very same samey. Which. But- I can understand. Which they are. Yeah. But like, I think they're the best version of a K-pop video that, that we have in this world. Maybe not the best, but the best kind of the generic best, if that makes sense. Yeah. If Um, you're going to go generic, DigiPetty's way to go. Right. Um, I can't, I mean, we say this all the time on our podcast, but the amount of music videos, both boys and girls that use that filter or it's dark and kind of grimy looking, like, I just hate it. Like, Sometimes, legitimately, I turn to Josh and I'm like, wait, is this is this 1080p or is this 480? Because this looks like fucking 480p. Maybe my computer screwed up. Because, like, the thing is, those filters, like, I, like we were talking, like, off camera, the filters really destroy the lighting and the contrast. So it makes, you know, people who are normally supposed to be really attractive look kind of uh, not so much. But it's not the case in this music video. Right. Like, it... it I like it because it makes it look, it makes everything pop. And that works really well with DigiPetty's colors, right? The colors that he uses. Um, it really makes it seem like, I don't think it's that much more money uh, to shoot this as other videos, but it really l- looks like they brought in like a brand new camera or they brought in some brand new thing that other people aren't using. It's just, they didn't, they just didn't use a stupid ass filter. And it's really good for these styles of like songs. Uh, this song is like very happy and like cheerful and fun, uh, bright, and you know just like Mr. Chu was very the same kind of style. Uh, I think DigiPetty really knocks it out of the park when he has that kind of theme to work with. You know, right? Um, but you know that's just the video. That's the thing we mentioned first because I feel like I've watched so many kind of just videos of just quick cuts and quick cuts and and grimy and lots of lights blaring that i want to make clear to people hey guys this is what we like right but the song itself is also i mean as you said it's 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 really fun it's not super catchy in the 
Nomonoma way or the TT way, but it is still catchy for 2017. Oh yeah, very. It, it's definitely one of the better like girl group songs that we've had in 2017. Maybe even top three if I go as far as say that. I would need to think about that a little bit more, but I do know some of our Slack chingos were like, you know, this is my favorite girl group song um, so far of 2017. I still think Gugudon's is better. I still yeah. think Gugudon is number I one. I think for that me. would be number one. And number two would probably be. Uh, Wii U, Wii U. Yeah. Number pristine two is probably song. running, maybe for me, but mm. instead of Wii U, Wii U. For me, it'd be pristine. Mm. Yeah. But this could be three. This could be three. Like, yeah. I do really enjoy it. I think the whistle sound is really nice. Kind of as opposed to Blackpink's whistle, like the whistle is kind of the background part of the chorus, right? It's not like they're going straight out and being like, whistle, 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 right? You know, rookie, rookie, right? They're like, it's just part of... It's a layer. Uh, yeah, the layer. And I think it's really cool. It's really, again, I think this is what I like about springtime, right? Where it's like, like kind of short shorts yeah. or short skirts and... Bright colors. Bright colors and we're happy and... And this song is not Frankenstein-y. It doesn't have like crazy tempo changes in it. It doesn't have like a part, like a random rap part. And you're just like, where's what's, what's happening here? This is, I guess, uh, well, I was going to say a throwback to older K-pop, but K-pop's always had these terrible rap breaks, right? Yeah. I, I just think it's a huge bonus, a huge plus that it's it's mostly just A to B. Yeah. Yay. It's very simple. I think that's its charm. But simple, uh, not overly simple where it's just, just straight generic and there's nothing to it. Uh, it really still does sound like a full song to me. But everything really about it is simple. Like the, the music video is pretty simple. The styling is very simple. Even the like the dancing is also pretty simple. The choreography. Um, the dance point is just what you imagined. It's like a, the two finger kind of whistle symbol. Um, just imagine your tr- if, if you know how to whistle with two fingers. Like that's the kind of thing that they do uh, in the choreography point. And, I mean, that's very memorable for a song that's about whistling, right? And then they also kind of extrapolate that. They have this, like, two-finger neck thing um, that, that, that's, that that I think is, is one of those kind of pristine, like, very simple but kind of sexy, especially when the girls are really cute. And some of the girls in Laboom are pretty darn cute. It helps when you're cute. But, again, if your girls are cute, right, you should do the best thing you possibly can and... Take out the, the the filter. Let me see the girls. Don't use a lot of cuts. Like, good job, Laboom's company, you know? Yeah. Good job. But yeah, moving on then. Yeah, simple and good. So the next song uh, is, of course, my pick. And these chingus you probably have never heard of before. Uh, Steven and I, this is the first time that we've heard of them too. And when we saw the name, we were really confused. And when we saw the music video right after, we were even more confused. But uh, the group is called Martin Smith, and the song is called Paint on Spring.
I knew a Martin Smith. Oh, did you? Yeah, in high school. Oh, in Texas. Texas. Martin Smith. Um, this is not that dude from Texas. Uh, these this is two Korean dudes. Neither of them named Martin, and neither of them named Smith. Um, but they were top five on Superstar K Seven. They kind of started by like being buskers, you know, in Hongdae, which is like a cool hip indie area where mm-hmm. indie people sing indie songs on the street. Yeah. But they are two just Korean dudes and they sing this very great kind of ballad with a beat. Yeah, it's it's a spring ballad, so it's more happy and kind of about falling in love and things like that. And the sound of their voice uh is kind of what sold it for me. Uh this song it, it has this kind of resonating feel to their voices even though they're very high it, it really suits the, like the feeling of spring and kind of happiness um they're they're very strong and full but the thing that Stephen and I kind of uh had a qualm about if if you even qual- call it a qualm is that their voices do sound very similar and Stephen and I when we like uh, a duo we prefer more contrast um that's not to say that their voices are not good they're very good um but if we didn't know any better, this song it could have been sung by one person, and we would have thought otherwise. So, like you might have thought it. Like if we, well, I guess you preface by saying they were a duo, but like yeah. if you said this was by a dude named Martin, or this was by Martin Smith, and we play the song, like I, I, totally I would think you. most people, including us, would think it was one dude named Martin Smith, and be really confused why they're they were it was a Korean song. Yeah, like. I would be like, oh, man, the, the layering on this is really good. <laughs> they yeah. sound like two different voices sometimes. But I do want to say some more pro. Like, I really do like their voice. Mm. It, it is kind of a voice I've heard many times, but they're both very strong. Like, they, like Eric Nam kind of has a voice very similar, but Eric Nam's voice is not as strong. Um, his is, I just don't think he can be that strong. But Martin and Smith, or Korean dude and Korean dude, like, they're both pretty good. The song itself is really catchy as well. The backing track, I think, uh, suits spring like to a T. It's very, very happy for me, very, very catchy. And yeah, I just love everything about this song. Music video is kind of interesting. They really, really want you to know their name is Martin Smith. So multiple, multiple times throughout the video, their name just shows up as in a prop or you know, on the bottom of the screen or as balloons or something. It's over the top. Like, we get it. Your name is Martin Smith. But, you know, I... I don't mind that. Like, you know, if you're a new group, right, you get you got to get your name out there. It, it's a weird name, you know, especially in the Korean sense, right? It's definitely a weird name. Just blast it as many times. You know, at least it didn't start with like, you know, this is a Martin Smith production produced and directed by Martin Smith. You know, there was no tag in there. It, it felt close to that though, at certain points. It's true. It was like a visual tag. They, yeah. they really definitely knocked you over the head with it. And the video also does this kind of like, layering where it's like a video with a border video right like video in video yeah where like the main center of the screen is is the music video but then surrounding that is like background shots of the same video but different things it's just really weird yeah if you watch the music video you'll know what we're talking about but it's it's a little bit hard to describe it's kind of like those facebook videos with the black bars except the black bars are is another video um, and it goes around the entire object. Yeah, if if it was like a picture frame, the picture itself would be the video and the frame itself would be a video. But I think if we say video 10 more times and Martin Smith 10 more times, maybe they'll get, maybe, maybe we'll get the name out. Well, I do 
kind of like that idea. I, I do think they didn't do much with that idea, but I think there are a lot of cool ways to kind of enhance your video with, with this back, this kind of picture framing kind of thing. Like I think there are a lot of cool interactions you could have done. They didn't really go for any of that stuff. It would be interesting to see more kind of videography in that way because these days you don't really see too much of that, honestly. Yeah, these days you see kind of the opposite. But we'll talk about right. that pile of trash video later on. Um, next is my pick because I forgot I won again for the first time in a long time. Now, I picked... Once you hear this song, you'll know I picked it. Yes. But I think it'll be you'll be very confused. You know, they'll be like, what? You picked this one? What? But I picked a boy group. Boy group? A boy group that I've never really heard of. Their name is Varsity. And their new song is called Hole in One. I don't know what? why you would mention what? that. Because they do they do say like all in all, all in or something or all in one or something like that during the music. They video. do say all in a lot. Yeah. Which is weird. But uh that wasn't mentioned, so Oh sorry. I just wanted to <laughs> to mention that it was not sexual. They, thank you, Josh. <laughs> thank you. Hole in one. I'm pretty sure ninety-nine percent of people went straight to golf and you're like, don't worry, guys, it's golf. Don't worry, guys. It wasn't called like put it in your hole. <laughs> all right. It wasn't a call like fill up my hole. It put was it, called put hole it in, in, put one, it in one hole. Put yeah, it in one hole. It wasn't actually that sexual. Dude. Put it in one time. Maybe it was sexual for me. Maybe I just haven't gotten it. Just anytime there's a hole, you're just like, like your mom calls you. It's like, I, I got there's a hole in my shirt. And you're just like, Mom, Mom, please, dick, mother. Was it because of you? Please, mother. Dick? Please, mother. Anyways, uh, Varsity is a 12 member boy group. Didn't know that at the time. It's a joint partnership between this Korean company and this Chinese company. I think there are seven Koreans and five Chinese people. Yeah, I think that's right. Which is kind of weird because recently, in the last year or two, there's been a big kind of separation between China and there's uh, been beef. Korea. There's so been Korean-Chinese beef. Still interesting that there's still these joint partnerships. Um, also, 
maybe you've heard of Varsity because they have the first Muslim K-pop idol. Apparently, one of their members is Muslim, so that's kind of interesting. So why do I like this song? If you've heard it, you know if you're a longtime listener, I love me some boopity boops. And this this song has. It's majority boopity boops. Actually, I shouldn't say majority. The, the only reason this song is num- number one for me is because two-thirds of the song has boopity boops, and it's got singing, and, and I'm really into it. I, th- I think it's got kind of this not quite card level, but kind of a mix between card and Bray sound kind of. Yeah. Where it's it has a very strong backing track, which card songs usually do, but it's not as tropical and it's not as like hip hop y. Yeah, I, n- not as housey. Sure. Anything, not yeah. as housey. It's not as tropical, not as housey. But but I love it. I love it every time the backing track is on and the singing is happening. What what I don't really like, as per usual, is the rapping. And it's not just that the rapping happening. It's not just that the rap is happening. It's that the backing track also completely changes when the rapping is happening. Like for some of it, it's like completely gone almost and drowned out. And it's just, it like gives the focus on the rapper so much and the rapping's not amazing. You know, it's okay. K-pop rapping. Right. But it's not worthy of like uh, everybody drown out, you know, let's all focus on the rapper. Like, that's probably the 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 least thing you should be doing. And and, and there's a lot of rap in it. Like maybe three, you know, three f- like kind of full sections of rap in this song where, you know, this song really shouldn't have more than one in my opinion. I think I could have could have withstood one and this song would have been much much better than it, it is now. Um but three is definitely way 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 too much and I'm kind of in the same vein as you, Stephen. I I like this song in all the parts that are not rapping because the rapping, it'd be wrong of me to say that it doesn't fit the song. Like this song could use some rap in it, but I just, uh, it's not a fan of the style of rapping that they have. And it's, it's really for me, bad rapping. Yeah. I'm, I don't think it's bad per se. I don't think many other boy groups do better. You know, I I just think that a, if you're going to rap, we would love it if you could keep it short, right? It's very hard in a 12 group, uh, a 12 member group, because chances are you have three to five rappers and every one of those motherfuckers needs their chance to rap and it kind of drags on, right? Yeah. The other kind of problem is that, okay, if you're going to rap, find a way to do it with the current backing track, right? A lot of times, even in girl group songs, like Pristine doesn't rap necessarily, but they have like a sing talky part. And they feel the need to like totally change the backing track for that. And it's kind of like, why do that? Like, yeah. Just don't rap. Just don't do that. Because right? the, the, the gold of the song, like the, the goodness is the backing track a lot of the times. And if you have to change the goodness to kind of accommodate this thing, that's kind of, eh, it, it really takes away from the song. And that's kind of how Steven and I feel for most kind of K-pop raps. But another thing that's kind of like, eyebrow raising is that the rappers in in this they they lose a lot of credibility because they're wearing these like super cutesy pink outfits and like with their hair dyed like pink or red yeah, but yeah. it's like a lineup and i'm just i'm just really really confused i've never seen uh, a guy who has a lineup but his hair is dyed like reddish pink and he's wearing a pink blazer i've never seen that in my life 
Josh, we we just finished talking about Zico not too long ago. Oh, you're right. <laughs> we just talked about Zico. You're right. I was going to interrupt you before you went there, but you just kept going. I have seen it in my life, Stephen. Yes. And we were equally perplexed by the entire idea of being a rapper and also being this. I forgot we talked about that last episode. Yeah, and we also Maybe. talked about it during the after show where we talked about EXP and we talked about how like the lady in charge of EXP was was interested in this kind of conflicting image that a lot of um, K-pop male artists have. And this is a great example of it because it's super sugary, like, what's that NCT dream? It's like NCT dream level of like cutesy look, but then the song has parts where it's like, nah, dude, we, 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 we BTS up in here. And it's like, that, this is weird guys. You're right. You're right. They're, they're trying to hit all bases. They're trying to like, you know, right. Leave no stone unturned. And you know, you can't do that guys unless you're Zico. Okay. Unless you're Zico, you can go from tough cookie to she's a baby and nobody bats an eye. Nobody bats a fucking eye. Well, speaking of batting eyes, we have, as always, time to thank all of our lovely chingus that bat us and i in the form of money <laughs> every week <laughs> um so we want to thank all the people that donated to us on patreon um we're going to read some names next episode but again less than i think we talked about last time right we have our giveaway it's ending like tomorrow from where i'm recording this so by the time this is up it, it's been over um but we did get some more people for the giveaway but it still always surprises so me yeah, how, how few the amount of people who did just the free thing. So I want to be extra thankful to the Patreon supporters that not only get off their butts to sign up for something, but they also give us money. You know, that, yeah. that's crazy to me. It, it just blows your mind because for a giveaway that's getting money, people don't sign up. But this is signing up to give two idiots money. Yeah. What? I, and I hope it's, I'm not trying to complain. I just find it really kind of funny. Perplexing, right? just perplexing. Um, and it's also, you know, like we don't really need any more money, you know, anymore. We pretty much bought everything we could possibly buy. And we, we've bought so many things we don't even use them because we ain't got time. So we, we, we still want to say like we're extra, extra grateful for, for all the people that give us money to do things. I mean, Josh and I are fairly certain, right, that one or both of us are going to go home, right? And so that means we're definitely going to separate, which means that we're extra thankful for you guys for, for helping us. One of my uh, one of the major reasons why I stayed this last year was because of the Patreon supporters. So thank you guys. Yeah. And of course, I'll, I'll do my spiel, right? You can be uh, a Patreon chingu for as little as $2 a month or more. And if you donate $2 or more, you can join our Slack um, you can talk to us and both of us are working on figuring out what we can do to give Patreon supporters their own special thing, something that only Patreon supporters can can get. We're thinking kind of like it's like a, a maybe a 15 to 30 minute extra thing. We don't really know what it is. Maybe it's an album review, as somebody said on Slack, we could do. Maybe it's just us, an extra after show if it's just us kind of talking about random shit later on, right? Or maybe it's recording our thoughts during our preparation phase because when we prepare, we watch all the videos again and you get to hear more of our like 
raw, raw feelings. Uncut, unprocessed. Kind of like you're hearing our reactions, you know? Yeah, almost. Um, so we're, we're thinking about doing something like that. We do want to give our Patreon supporters something only they can they can listen to. Partially because then maybe we'll have more, you know, Patreon supporters. Yeah, we ban some ideas around. Yeah. Just batting them around a little bit. Just let them know. <laughs> Getting really hi- hippity hop all of a sudden. Oh, am I sorry? <laughs> Getting really hippity hop. But your hair's dyed pink, Josh. I don't understand. I'm not wearing a pink blazer. Are you confused, Steven? Are you wearing pink underwear? Am I? I'm not. No, you're not wearing any underwear. Whoo. It's crazy in this studio. <laughs> crazy. Crazy hot. It is crazy hot in the studio, though. Just like the next person. Huh? <laughs> Can I do my own transitions, please? Uh, so, yeah, we just want to thank you for supporting us all the way up till now. This song that I want to talk about now is not from now. It's from a long time ago. Where was the transition that you were going to use? Anyways. That, see, I thought you were going to be like, bam, this is my transition. Because I'd shit it on yours, but you didn't <laughs> even have one, motherfucker. You know what? Sometimes no, Sometimes it's just a, an anyways is much better than the transition. You throw it out. Not true. The, the, the funness Do you of, find Pumpkin attractive? No, but that's, okay. that's when you're like... <laughs> that's when you're like, he, he doesn't find... Bumkey's not the attractive one. It's the girl he's trying to date rape that's attractive. Honestly, I don't remember what she looks like. But you guys are so confused about what we're talking about. Let's just start talking about it. This next song is by Bum Key. It's featuring Bean Zeno. The song is called Surprise. It's a beautiful night, girl. I see you in the moonlight. This is for you. This song is all for you. This is all for you, girl. Girl, this is for you. No more to no tables. Like I said, this song is from a while ago, uh, 2016, from Bunky's album U-Turn. Uh, this song is directed by a chingu from DPR. If you guys don't know what DPR is, Dream Perfect Regime. Uh, the guy's name is Visuals. Uh, he does a lot of music videos, obviously, for DPR Live. He did uh, Mino's Body, Bobby's Hole Up, Amber's Border and Beautiful, Got Seven's Fly, and Brave Girls' Deep. 
Thank you. Thank you for that one. I know how to say that word. Why is there so many? Why'd you write so many D's? There's only one D there, Josh. But, you know, we talk about direct, I mean, we talk about DigiPetty a lot. And we kind of thought, okay, we know DPR Live's music videos have a certain flavor to them. I was, and we were like, okay, this bum key video kind of has some of that flavor, but some of these other songs, I was very surprised to hear they were directed by visuals also, right? Like, yeah. God Seven's Fly. That, that one definitely shout, shout out to me right there. Shout yeah. out. Um, and there are some other ones in there that were not necessarily big enough names, but um, so that's another uh, director to look out for, DPR visuals. Yeah. Anytime you see a music video start with the DPR tag, um, it's probably this probably guy. made by this guy. Yeah, and he likes, if you guys don't know, he likes to use a lot of psychedelic colors, a lot of use of green screen, like on items and, and like usually the sky or water and things like that. So um, this song is Bumkey, just being Bumkey. This is this is an R&B song through and through. It's totally in my wheelhouse. I'm not sure if you would have picked this if you had the chance in any of your slots, would you, Steven? Um I I kind of have this it I think it deserves to be in one of my slots. I just think that for a bum key song, this is not a great bum key song. I think there are much much better bum key songs. I agree with you. It it's a good song. Don't get us wrong, but it's just not amazing. We'll use this comparison later on. It's just like when it's just Bumkey being Bumkey. Why would I listen to this song when I can listen to, you know, a, another one of his songs? Like Bumkey with someone else, and that song is like much better. Like Mama Moo. I mean, not to shit on Benzino. Benzino does do well uh, in this song, but it is majority Bumkey, majority the R&Bs. And if you're not a fan of Bumkey, then it might be too much for you. It might get a little bit like long in the tooth so i can understand that um the music video itself is also very strange well why don't you talk about that Steven? uh sure uh so th- this song is called surprise right surprise which are already is a little uh, okay um and, and i did mention it, this music is a little rapey it's very rapey um, very very date rapey yeah so like the video has this girl kind of show up to this mysterious bar and she's sitting at the bar and this guy kind of gives her doesn't slip something into her drink but he gives her this drink that's been like cgi this funky color it looks like kind of like a diamond or some weird yeah like jewel she drinks this special drink and she kind of goes on this trip she starts freaking the fuck out yeah, and then this this guy shows up with these like leather gloves, like Joshua, like OJ's leather gloves, yeah, and just starts like, touching her a little bit and grabbing her arm, pointing her in certain directions. It's it's it's. He like I think little. he like pushed her on a couch at one time. I was like, uh oh, yeah. I don't like I don't like I don't like where this is going. I don't know who storyboarded this, but it was just a weird sequence of events. There, you need to look into that guy's internet search history. Is all I'm saying. I mean, maybe. I didn't listen to the lyrics, you know, or I didn't read the lyrics, right? So maybe it's about rape and how you shouldn't do it. And maybe it's like a, a, a story about that. I don't I don't know. If I remember the lyrics correctly, it was about Bumkey singing about his wife and how beautiful she is and how he wants to do things like events and stuff for her. Um, yeah, it's just a weird thing. Like maybe maybe like hole in one, maybe our my our minds went a certain way and maybe yours won't go that way. But you should try watching the video and, and 
make your own assumptions. Because Steven and I are perverts. Let's not sugarcoat that. Um, True, but we're not like, we don't want right to happen. That's why we think it's weird. But still, as perverts, watching this, it made me uncomfortable a little bit. Please, I don't, don't, don't lump me in with you with this. You didn't feel uncomfortable? I felt uncomfortable, but not because I'm a pervert, because I'm a normal human being. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying we're, even though we are perverts. I I don't want you to lump me in with you, Mr. Hole in One. Okay. You, you be on your side. Well, I'll be on my side. Easy, and we'll Steve. Both be talking about sexual things over both here, hole in one. Um, but yeah. So yeah, if you like Bum Key, and, and I do like Bum Key, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to download this song because it's been a while since we've heard some Bum Key. Mm-hmm. He did get married and he has a kid now, so that might be why they're busting out this very old song. Um, but I did find it funny that in 2017, in one of our uptick weeks, we have a song, song from 2016. But speaking of being pervs and perving on some girls, we're going to talk about another girl we like to perv on. That was 100% as bad as one of mine, Josh. That's what 100%. I was going for, Steven. Uh-huh. I'm sure he did it on purpose. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about a cute girl. A cute guy, I guess. Yes. Girls really like this dude. Um, this, yes. this dragon of a dude. I picked as my last song, IU, featuring G-Dragon. With their song, Palette. an IU song guys what? I picked a varsity song and I picked an IU song who take off your mask show me your true code as a persona inside baseball <laughs> sorry sorry yeah, Th- that bad. mask shit is creepy as hell thou art I <laughs> I art thou thanks okay keep digging this hole keep digging this hole so IU Josh we've been kind of talking about IU in the kind of big name no games and she released other songs right we, she has the Hyoko song she got her original ballad song. She has the the one with Kim Soo Hyun in it. I forgot what it was called. This ending, or I know the Korean name is called Iron Ending. Like this kind of yeah, ending. ending scene. Yeah, there we go. I don't know what the English version is of it. But like we were kind of mentioning how IU is just like, she's just doing all ballads all day, every day a fucking ballad. And while I know people like ballads and the Korean public definitely loves some IU ballads, I just thought that they were not very interesting. You know, as opposed to IU's last two albums, which I also didn't really like, but I found were very interesting. Yeah, because the, I mean, the the albums that she has been kind of making before were still sort of in the same like musical kind of vein, but it was still going in a different direction. So I could kind of appreciate that she was like broadening her musical perspective. And with this album, it kind of felt like she's going back to step one in certain ways. But this song, I think, is pretty different. 
uh, in terms of musical kind of perspective. Yeah, I think this, the reason I picked this song, it's my favorite of the IU songs. Um, I didn't listen to the full album, so maybe there are other songs, although I kind of doubt it. This is probably the most pop we're going to get from IU for quite a long time. And that's one of the reasons I like it. Like, half of it is kind of just IU being a ballad singer. But I think the backing track has a lot of interesting little touches to it, as well as the chorus, which is the best part, has this a little bit of kind of like the older IU that that I really enjoy, the more catchier, the more like, you know, uh, upbeat kind of IU. Um, not the weird modern times IU, right? The weird Cheshire Cat IU, but just good old, a little bit upbeat pop IU. And, and Palette has that. And, and it has this really good ability, I find, to kind of draw you in and make you want to sing the chorus, even though it's at a really high like register. Like Steve and I, after we heard this song, we, we could not stop singing the chorus, like whenever we heard it. And that for me is a huge kind of indication of if a song is catchy or not, if the song has a catchy chorus or not, if that you feel like you want to sing along or you want to hum along, that means that it's going to get stuck in your head. And it, and it really helps. It's something I say all the time, but when they use a lot of English, it's much, much, much easier for both of us, even though Josh can speak Korean, it's much easier for both of us to sing along and to find it catchy when a lot of it's in English and the chorus has a lot of English in it. Whoever's writing the song, if it is Ayu, I, I want to believe it is Ayu, she is really writing from her own personal perspective, her own kind of experiences, right? This song, if you guys don't know the lyrics and the meaning, uh, it's saying how, you know, she kind of knows what she likes now. She's older and then she used to like these things, and but now she's kind of finding herself. So this song for me is kind of like I'm finding myself, like I'm... I'm figuring out what colors and what kind of schemes and things I like about everything. And I'm like, I'm kind of growing into an adult. And that's what the song is kind of for me. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think as a person who never really cares about lyrics, um, because either I don't understand them or music video companies don't put closed captionings on their music videos despite a huge international audience. Cough, cough, YG. Cough, cough, SM. Cough, cough, maybe even JYP sometimes. Maybe. But I think he's the best one out of the three. Anyways, uh, we did turn on the closed captioning, right? And 100% IU must have written this, right? Like, I, I think we looked on our uh, discography and, and it says IU is the, the writer because it's so personal. And it, like, I know a lot of people write their own lyrics in Korea, but they're usually the most generic kind of lyrics you can use. Like, really catch all. Right. I mean, especially because. Korea likes ballads because they can infuse their own personal experiences into those ballads. And this one's different because it's very specific about IU and her experiences. And, and you know, there's a whole part about her um, comparing herself to her, her 19-year-old days with long hair. And, and, and singing Good Day, right? Yeah. So I, I like that. Not, not that that makes me like the song more because it doesn't. I just, I appreciate that... Um, it really does seem like IU is is has her hands in the kitchen. I mean, it always did seem Respect. like that. Yeah, and and that, that's great because there are a lot of times when people say that they wrote their own things, but it's a lie. Yeah, okay, guy, it's yeah. a straight lie. Just, just like mental, just like mental illness, right, guys? Right. Like, um, and in this music video, I think it showcases a lot of strange things that if you didn't understand the lyrics, you would. 
catch maybe half of them, but they are really symbolic. And that's kind of something big for us to say. I'm pretty sure you agree, right, Stephen? You know, Stephen and I, we really don't like the kind of symbolic frou-frou-ness of a lot of videos, but this one actually kind of made sense to me. Like they have some shots of her when she's like, you know, in the good day kind of get up and like singing and all that. And I I thought it was random, but it it, it made sense. Hmm. I don't know how you feel about that, Stephen. That's no, how I, mean, I feel. I, I agree with what you said. I don't. I actually don't think it's very random. I, I think it was it was very clear um, with its symbolism. I thought it was, especially with the closed captions on. It was it was very very obvious where um, each scene, what se- each scene is about, which, which for me is like the best version of a symbolic video you can get. Right? Like I, you know, we both hate it when it's just like why why is this happening like why is this happening like when you need a 13 page tumblr post to explain a music video that's not symbolic that's that's just a bad music video right um and this one you don't need 13 pages to explain this video it's like oh i obviously know this is this oh this is this this is this this is this like that's great like i like that also the symbolism was was very minimalistic kind of in a digi petty way it was mm-hmm. just white background and like an object right there right it, it wasn't a lot of weird crazy camera movements and like colors and and camera tricks to make you think it's more artsy farsy than it needs to be it was as simple as it should be it was as straightforward as it should be and i think it matched the song very very well there are actually a lot of really clever kind of effects in in the video like kind of making it look like she's like in a, uh, like a, an artist cover or um, a CD cover or a magazine cover or uh, she's singing uh, in a karaoke room, an Odebang room, right? There are a lot of cool kind of effects to make it seem like she's not just standing in front of a white wall. Which essentially that's what the music video is. It's like her standing in front of a wall and they're like giving her props and things like that when you kind of break it down to just the basics of it, right? Right. And and you can see in, in a very simplistic way kind of the evolution of her career. And that's good. Like, I think it's it's a really cool music video. If I ever see another symbolic video ever again, I'm going to refer them to this video, I think. Yeah, I'm going to be like, this is how you should do it. Stop doing it your way, guys. It, it's chocked full of, like, personal experience and personality um, but it's very simple at the same time. Uh, but the thing that is surprisingly lacking in personality is G-Dragon's rap part. Um, G-Dragon sometimes have, has too much personality in the way he raps or, or dresses, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I really could have done without him, actually. I, I think his part was the weakest part. I, can, I think it kind of took away from the song as well. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's so crazy because, you know, we're always we were praising IU cause we were like, man, I can just get any Chingo up and hit her business and, and they'll sing with her. And we're like, Oh man, G dragon and IU that that's gotta be interesting as fuck. Turns out not really. It's just an IU song. And then G dragon shows up, doesn't do much. And then leaves like, yeah. I, cause the, 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 I mean, G dragons lyrics, uh, to be fair, they are pretty interesting. It, it's like, he's addressing IU herself. Like he, he's rapping like kind of like he wrote a letter to her. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of delivery and kind of like the rapping kind of mechanics, uh, a little bit lacking. Yeah, maybe it just didn't. This is obviously not G-Dragon's type of song, right? So I think he was trying to like 
rap to a song styling that he's not comfortable with, right? Like he makes ballads. There's plenty of G Dragon ballads, but they're very, very different than this kind, right? And you don't see G Dragon featuring on other people's ballads normally, right? So I think it's one of those where the idea is really cool, but it, 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 hey, it turns out it doesn't really work that well because they don't really work together in their styling. And, and, and I mean, to cut G Dragon some slack, I use like whole deal in this song is so personal and, and such a, a story about her experiences that G Dragon coming in, he's like, uh, what do I do with my hands? Kind of, he's, he's like kind of out of place um, from the get go. Right. It's not like Ayu and G Dragon are super, super like chingus or whatever. Right. He's that maybe this letter. Are. I don't know. Maybe they are. But I mean, to, pu- to the public, not so much. Right. And right, she's not a Japanese girl. And him writing <laughs> and him writing this letter to her, it, it doesn't have that same kind of sentimental value. You know, like say if you know it was like CL or something, and he's writing her a, a letter, then that would have more meaning. But this song, he's he's kind of destined to fail with this. I mean, this featuring, so... I yeah, kind of I, I kind of prefer him, him not to even be there. He doesn't ruin it, right? He's not a, he's not bad at all. I, I just think it was pretty unnecessary and not quite swag-filled as you would expect from a G-Dragon. Mm. Um, but that's kind of the Catch-22, right? It's like, but swag-filled G-Dragon doesn't make sense for this type of song, right? So you need a more boring person, but then again, why get G-Dragon, right? Unless yeah. they're longtime friends, which I don't know if they are, but... I don't think that's true. Yeah, I'm sure maybe there's a super fan that's like, yo, they've been best friends since they were, you know, in the womb together. I, I don't know. But uh, from an outside perspective, I've never really heard about that. I wonder who she could have called, you know? Yeah. I mean. Not the ghost dragon. <laughs> not. Oh, God. Um, but talking about personal experience, this next song is fucking personal experience for Steven and I. This is the last song that I'm going to talk about. Um it's by this artist. His name is Dindin. The song is called Super, Super Lonely. I'm a good dork girl, so. On the suit of my soul. I'm gonna eat the knees and gaga no more. So, on the bone and talk to the dabby kitty. Oh, Gianna, so yeah, I gotta let it go. Kungumen, no, I don't know. She nodded Oaks name, dear guest. She took him shake. Nodded out, I got the victim. Super, super lonely. Hey, Steve. Hey, we're so happy, Josh. I'm so happy. It's 2017. Not for long, Stephen. Oh, ooh, that's Not true. Not for long. You keep uh, treating me this way. <laughs> keep putting my hole in one. <laughs> uh, so Dindin is a rapper from Show Me the Money Two. It's all the way, all the way to two. Back before when no one gave a shit about about Show Me the Money, um, and he was on Real Men for a little bit. Maybe you watch Real Men. Maybe you know Dindin. I certainly had no idea who he was. Uh, to be fair, we've have I think we have heard of the name before, but I didn't. Okay, well I've heard of the name, but I I could not 
for the life of me tell you any songs that he's done, right? Well, c- congratulations, Dindin. Uh, you at least have a. Yeah, at least I'm never gonna. F- I feel like from now on, I'll remember his name is Dindin. You know, because it sounds like Tintin the dog. You know. I don't even know. Is there a dog named Tintin? Anyways, uh, th- I know Din-din. there's this animation Tintin, but I don't know there's a dog. Anyways, Tintin is our spirit animal. <laughs> Speaking of animal, this song is uh, titled "Super Super Lonely." It's about loneliness, and uh, this is one of the first songs that Stephen and I watched when we were preparing for this uh, kind of episode. And the music itself didn't draw us in. The music video like told the whole story. Like we were totally captivated. It's it's kind of rare for us to kind of sit and be captivated by a music video for so long because usually they don't hold our attention. But this one, man, the way it, it's shot and I guess you could say the acting, it was very kind of like, oh man, yo, I know that feeling. Yeah, it's a little hammy. Um, yeah, but it's it's in that style. Right, it's hammy on purpose. And I think it's great because it's like, it's not just sadness for sadness sake, right? It's not like you're watching like his parents got murdered and his dog died and his girlfriend left him, right? It's not that kind of sad. It's like the more relatable kind of sad where you're trying to make it a joke so that it's not super sad, but it's still pretty sad. You're you're trying to laugh so you don't cry. And there's a whole bunch of like scenes in this music video that it was just that where you know, he'll be he'll be laughing and then he'll kind of like sit down and be like, why am I laughing? And then he'll be like super depressed. Like when he's eating by himself and he's just like laughing at this, I don't know, mukbang or something. And then he just stops laughing and he realizes, oh, I'm eating by myself. I'm just laughing by myself. And that's like super depressing. That's what is super depressing, right? Right. Or when he'll go to the convenience store and buy like a, a can of Gatorade or something. And he's like, oh, sweet, one plus one. And there's like not another Gatorade can behind it. And he's like, Yep, only one. And then he like starts breaking down in the middle of the convenience store. A single <laughs> tear down the <laughs> face. And then, and then the worker kind of looks at him like, oh no, oh God. And, you know, he goes home and he, he orders ramen or he starts making ramen and he just like spills a noodle and fucks it all up. And just like something really small and annoying like that can just set you off when you're really depressed. And I've, I've had that experience before. It's just sad. it's like it's when you're sad. suffering. It's, it's not huge things, but you don't have anyone to share the suffering with, right? And it's like small things add up, right? It's like you feel a little bit lonely here, you feel a little bit lonely here, and it, as it adds up, you feel really lonely, and that's a real feeling that I'm sure we've all felt in our lives. And I thought this music video, as Josh says, does an amazing job of portraying that, of capturing everyday that feeling. kind of feelings, right? Um, which which is not something we normally see in a K-pop video any k-pop video whether a major one or small one they're usually not about personal feelings right it's usually over the top sadness like you were saying earlier you know yeah yeah um so so that's really cool um it also doesn't help that the girl in it is chaeyoung super fine right super fine mb or mbk definitely knows that yeah wait they're mbk i think so yeah mbk uh, but the song itself is also not bad. Uh, enough talking about the music video, even though the music video, I think, is the main chorus. The song is very chill. Um, he kind of sings in this way that's very deadpan-y and almost like lack of emotion. But it really fits with like the style of the song and being super lonely. So I, I kind of like it. I think you disagree, right? I like it when he sings during the chorus, when he's actually singing. I'm, I'm way more into it. I think the kind of sad, drony kind of dead 
deadpan sing rapping he does in the verses like i kind of want to fast forward that like without the music video to kind of hold my attention i I feel like just listening to it that'll get kind of tedious fair play Um, play. but you know in in this kind of year of a lot of kind of chill songs that you just turn on when you're walking down the street like this is maybe a little bit more of a sadder one but i think it's still a decent chill song i think one of if if i would would be so uh, abashed to say this. I think it's one of the best music videos of 2017 that I've seen so far. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a particularly high. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> a high you get thing. what I mean. It's still, it's a very, very good music video. Please watch it. If you cry, pour one out for your homies, Steven and Josh. Yeah, we so lonely. Super, super lonely. Lonely, lonely, lonely. Hey, what happened to B one A four? Man, they still make. They music? still making music. Do they? Soda. Do they? Or they on that do girls? They on that girls' day tip? Did I do they? Uh, well, girls' day did. <laughs> no, they didn't. Let's never talk about that song again. Is, I mean, I apparently I forgot about last episode of what we talked about. You know, on a side, <laughs> this is too much information, and I probably shouldn't say this. But well, you're gonna say it. Just I, say it. I was on a certain website. Uh, yesterday, um, first name porn, <laughs> second part, something else. Um, and like randomly the girls day video came on or was like part of the search results. And I was like, why is this on this porn website? And then it had a lot of views and I'm like, man, even, even people watching porn are like, you know what? Let's just Let's listen watch to K-pop. girls day ring my bell. That's, that's a great music video. I want, I wonder how girls day would feel to know that one of their songs is like, has like a hundred thousand views on, on a, a porn, porn site. site. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyways, I guess we'll never. <laughs> oh, you'll never find our videos on a porn site. Please don't upload our video to a porn site. Thank you very much. Um, speaking of thanking you guys, that'd be weird if people were fapping to us. <laughs> That'll never happen. I mean, it would I never. But, but like, can you imagine? I can't. I can't even. Can you imagine, imagine the sick fucks who <laughs> can't even imagine anyone thinking we're attractive, Josh? Ah, super super lonely. <laughs> but you know what? I had a good transition in there, and then you fucked I'm, up. I'm sorry. Just um, so let's move on, guys, to iTunes reviews. Since the last main episode, we got two new ones. Um, we are now at 144 ratings. Again, if you if you haven't yet, that's a free and easy way to show us some support. Even if you don't listen via iTunes, you can still, you know, millions of people have an iTunes account. Maybe you're one of those Android motherfuckers, but like, you know, if you have an iOS device. Log in iTunes, leave us a review, give us any star you want. We just want some reviews because the more reviews we got and the more ratings we got, the better we show up on all the search engines, the more that I can look at that and say like, hey, we're doing all right. These are not robots. You guys have faces and fingers. How crazy would it be if like the robots are leaving us reviews? That's why a lot of our reviews say the same things. It's just one one robot writing all these. But reviews. but but that robot would be so smart because these like these names that people leave, like when they leave reviews, like no robot can think of this. You never know, dude. Robots are smart. Robots are fucking um, smart. Well, speaking of smart, I'm gonna read the very first review we got, which Go is ahead. by SSJ Koru. Koru. We're Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan J. Koru. And he or she says. I will be honest. I'm a new fan and have only listened to about three to five of these podcasts. I will say right off the bat that the commentary and opinions are firm, well-placed, and deserving. I find that the commentary of Stephen and Josh are planted and based off of good opinions of their choosing. The only beef I will address 
as they, uh, as well as they have also addressed in a few podcasts, is that negativity is at a high, it seems. I would like it if they focused more on how they enjoy certain videos or songs instead of how they didn't enjoy them. Um, no song can be 100% perfect, and thinking to believe so will result in failure. All in all, I find this podcast to be a very solid choice. If you enjoy K-pop and would like to hear some new music, five stars out of five. You know what? Yeah, that's kind of 2017. It's kind of a running joke, but it's true. Uh, like we've said in this podcast before, we we want to love songs. It's not that we want to be negative. Uh, in fact, the reason why many of you don't know this, but a lot of you do, we switched to this kind of bi-weekly format because we wanted to cut down on the negativity from week to week in order to kind of pick and choose songs that we enjoyed more so rather than having to talk about songs that we were just going to like slam on. So can you imagine if we were still weekly at oh, this year? Oh, this year? Oh my God. Jesus. But I mean, I say all that to say this. Uh, we want to love K-pop music. We make a podcast because we like K-pop music and we want to enjoy K-pop music. I hope you will stick around because this episode actually, I think, was one of our more positive ones in the past year. So please. Or just go back. Maybe some of the 2016 episodes, you can experience the goodness that way. Some of our top five, some of our end of year top tens, you know. I do want to say, though, that I'm maybe you, you won't like our podcast after a while because it's not that we focus on negativity. I think that you might think we do because most people in the K-pop industry don't talk negatively at all. So you might think it's too much or it's strange that we're so negative all the time. I know recently it's been a lot because it's 2017, but I don't think we're especially harsh har uh, harsh on, on things. I think we say what we feel, and if we feel some negative things, we'll, we'll, we'll say it. I'm not going to go out of my way to to not say the negative things and only say the positive things because that's what every other K-pop person does. So, And, and um, I think that would be disingenuous because you and I, I think, are... In order to really love something, we have to critique it. And so that's just kind of our way of showing appreciation. Right. As I always say, right, it's if you like everything, you like nothing. Yeah. Your opinion means nothing. Um, but thank you, Super Saiyan... Koru? Super Saiyan Koru? Um, yeah. So we didn't mean to critique your review. We do really appreciate it. We're just trying to explain ourselves. And if we're not for you, um, we're not for you, right? No harm, yeah. no foul. But but please, please listen to us. Um, I think... <laughs> please. We need to listen. <laughs> not, not because of that reason, but uh, the reason I think that you had this, this issue is because of 2017. I think we're normally not this negative. People have been saying I'm negative since the dawn of fucking time. <laughs> but I'm going to read the next review, and that is from a girl group, Stan. He or she says, I really like this podcast because you guys just like good music and are unbiased even to your faves. I also appreciate that you guys aren't some crazy fanboys just praising your favorite group. I also appreciate that you guys love girl groups just as much as me because most K-pop reactors and podcasters are more about boy groups. But... I do wish you guys talked about cute girl groups more like A-Pink, Cosmic Girls, and Lovelies, some of my favorites. Also, I think you guys would really like the girl group La Boom if you listen to them. Hey. Okay, looking forward to more rambling. What do you know, girl group Stan? What do you know? I think we just talked about La Boom on this episode. What a kawinky madinky. I will say, if you go back, like some of the Lovely's first couple of releases, I, I enjoyed quite a bit. And Josh has like, since grown to like a lot of Lovely's stuff. Mm. 
you know, we were talking about most kind of like improved song of 2007 or like talking about bringing back one of our old uh, segments, which was like flashbacking to older songs and talking about what we feel now. And like Cosmic Girls, I Wish is one of my like biggest like zero to hero songs, I think, of this year. Mm-hmm. I really do like the, the Cosmic Girls song quite a lot. And I like that that dirty dirty song that what dirty cosmic girl song that you cannot oh, yeah. I, I still like, don't like I, that I one. don't yeah i think it's called catch me i don't know why yeah. i like that song so much but we used to love a pink as well it's just recently we used to uh these groups except for maybe lovelies and laboom they haven't really been putting out songs that we enjoy as much i did like the last laboom song i can't remember what it's called but it was the one that like Susie tweeted about but yeah a pink actually to be honest we were going to talk about a pink's new song in our big name no games because it was just a pile of nothing and it was a six-year thank you anniversary song. Yeah, we were we were writing a comment that I was like, oh my God, this song is so fucking bad. It got, I can't believe it's not a thank you song. And then we looked it up and I was like, like, oh, it is a thank you oh, song. Oh, it is a thank you song. Sorry, A-Pink. I guess that's a pass. I guess, okay, A-Pink. Sure. Um, but I will think A-Pink has really dropped off the radar for us in the last um, two, three years. Just not really putting out catchy songs. But we do like cutesy girl groups. We love them. We love all the girl well, groups. Well, not all the girls. Okay. Yeah, you're no, going yeah, too far. Maybe. Too far. A few. Uh, of them. few <laughs> but thank you, girl groups. You know what else I think is very interesting, and it's a little weird because we're, we're I'm kind of like actively looking for other podcasts to uh, come on K-pop uh, roundtable to collaborate. But like, I was telling Josh this story, but when I was looking for K-pop podcasts to ask, I listened to some of their podcasts, right? And most K-pop podcasts are hosted by men. It's it's still mostly men, and we were both trying to look for a girl right because we we've, we hear a lot of dudes talking right we, and we want a different perspective right and but i was listening to this podcast i'm not gonna say who it is and it's two dudes hosting this podcast and like the first thing they said on the episode that i listened to was something like i'm paraphrasing myself from my speech to josh which was like they were talking about I think they got a review or something on iTunes and it said like, why do you guys only talk about boy groups? And one of the hosts was like, well, I'm a dude and I like dancing. So naturally, obviously only, only an idiot wouldn't think so, but that I would obviously gravitate towards guy groups. And like that fucking blows my mind because that's, that's like living in another world. I was like, yeah, if you, are attracted to boy groups that makes sense but i wasn't gonna go there i it well like the thought process was like i like dancing and i would rather dance boy songs than girl songs because i can't dance girl songs so that's why i like boy groups more and then the co-host was like yeah obviously and it's just like that is so not obvious to me personally and to me and to almost every guy that i've ever met in my life which is like normally i thought guys like like uh girl groups and, and it's not a like a gay or not gay thing it's just i, I think there are plenty of uh, uh gay people that also like girl groups too right it's that's not yeah, they love them yeah so it, it just was like so mind-blowing to me that now, he was so confident in his assessment yeah which i mean i guess we are sometimes but okay this is why it blows my mind because i i also like dancing my my first instinct is not boy groups. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it, it's crazy to me. It's, and it's not. I, anyways, 
I, I just thought it was funny because girl group Sam mentions that most other um, podcasts talk more about boy groups. Um, but but it is kind of true. I mean, most of the podcasts that I was looking through and kind of uh, listening to bits and pieces of it, especially reactors, I mean, they're all about them boy groups, man. They love them boy groups. Um, well, speaking of boy groups, we're not going to talk about any in our big name, no games. But we're going to go to the favorite, favorite section 2017 where we talk about the big name groups or semi big name groups that uh ain't got no game no games for them so let me start josh go ahead our first group in big names no games is the probably smallest group um and they are daya we mentioned chaeyoung and boy howdy you're gonna see a lot of chaeyoung if you watch this music video maybe only chaeyoung (laughs) (laughs) daya's new song will you go out with me Now, as we mentioned in our last after show, Daya added two new members. But fuck if I would ever know that because... Fuck me. <laughs> 80% Cheon anyways. But anyways, we know they focus on Cheon a lot. She's uh, cute. I, I, we get that she's cute. We get that she's the center. And there's a lot of other girl groups that are um, ha- fall to the same problem, right? But But I do think usually they're a little bit more even, especially in a group with a billion members, right? They're a little bit less, so a little bit less obvious yeah. that they're trying. But good Lord. Anyways, that's not the problem. The problem with this Daya song is the motherfucking song. Well, first, they break Cardinal Sin number one of any music video. The song doesn't start till like a minute in. That's problem number one. Yeah. you. If you're a, law, if you're a popular group and, and you know people are going to stick through it, do, do, do what the fuck you want. Add in seven minutes of a whatever. If you BTS, make a 10-minute vignette. Who cares? Yeah. If you're Big Bang, make a 50-minute video. Who cares, right? But if you're a new group that people don't really know about you, right? Like, you're not very popular, don't put a fucking minute-long thing, especially if it's not fun or clever or interesting or anything. It was just Chan talking. Walking around in Japan. That's Cardinal Sin number one. That's all right? number one. And that's before the song even starts. When the song starts... Again, sometimes I ask Josh, I'm like, yo, like this looks like a 480p video. Let's let me double check to make sure it's 1080p. This is like it's never happened to me, but I was like, yo, did I accidentally put this music video into 2x mode? Like, let me just double check YouTube didn't fuck up the speed setting. Well, I think to be fair, you said is it 1.25? It wasn't I think you didn't say 2x. I think it was you were like, it's definitely sped up. Did I click sped up? I was like, I don't think so. See, I 
I, I originally said 1.25, but it's like faster than 1.25. It, it really sounds like a 2x or a 3x or a 17x because good God does it sound sped up, but in a bad way. Good googly miss moogly. The voices are all kinds of weird. Right? Like it's super whiny and a lot of songs are whiny, but it's when it's whiny and it's fast, that's a double-edged sword that I just don't want anywhere near my ear holes. And like it's not only the voices, there's like this kind of effect that they're using, like these these MIDI sounds that are just really just like unpleasant to the ears, sharp and kind of scratchy. I just, yeah. I just uh. and, and and cheap sounding and like Yeah, definitely. Really not great. And then of course it begins with I mean we've mentioned Dia this problem in Dia songs in the past where they have Kathy and Kathy is relatively famous, right? She was in Produce and she did pretty well in Produce. Um so the two main members that everybody knows, Cheyun, Kathy, so they got to put Kathy in there and she's a rapper and she's not a great rapper and stop rapping, please stop rapping, stop doing it. It starts with a rap and it's a, such a bad rap. And it's, it's mixed so with this like storytelling talking or I guess like conversation talking. And it's it's so screechy her rap too. I just yeah. like all in all, it's just Daya has had a lot of different songs, right? I still think their best song is their first song. I still think their best music video was their first one where they're walking around Hong Kong. Agreed. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't like Gugudon's gotten better, right? Like Pristine debuted, and they they had a great song, but Dai is just suffering, man. They're suffering. And they also have this problem where they're also just terrible at variety also, right? Like a lot of the other IOI members can hard carry variety shows. Like straight hard, like especially God Sejong. Yeah, I mean, Somi, like they can fucking hard carry some shit, but... Cheon is is bad and nobody else in Daya is great. So they just got all sorts of just X's. So like what is this release guys? What is this? Um especially it's in, in an episode where you see Laboom's music video or Laboom's song and it's just like you guys invested in the wrong Chingu cuz get save some money, stop adding new members, okay? Save some money. Get DigiPetty, get a better director, get a better producer. I don't know who the producer of this was. I didn't even want to look it up because I, I just didn't want to know. It what if it was like Brave Sound somehow and my, my world would be ruined? Or like Double Sidekick or something. That would be I know. really upsetting. Terrible song. Moving on. Uh, so the next song we want to talk about in Big Names No Games uh, is our Chingu who has gone solo. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call her a Chingu. I just call everyone a Chingu. And that is Minzy. Featuring Flow Sick with the song Ni Na No.
nasty than this song. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. So to be fair, we're not the hardest, like the biggest fans of Minzy, like personally, right? But but we were both very interested in what direction she would go, you know, especially coming off of 21, um, joining a brand new label, right? Not with YG anymore. She's been kind of not doing much for quite a long time, right? So she spent a lot of time fixing her face. I mean, to be fair, she had fixed it while she was in 21. Well, you say we, fix. Well, you say changing, fix. changing. Changing her face. Yeah. So this song is produced by a dude named Superdog. Superdog. And Michael Lindgren Schultz. I feel like I've read that name before, but I didn't bother looking because, again, I didn't really care that much you about this You want to talk about a European, European-ass name? That's a European-ass name right there. We weren't talking about that, but uh, yeah, what saying. do you think Superdog is? is that a... It's canine oh. ass canine. <laughs> you want to talk about canine, canine, canine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Minzy, I think, was always known for her dancing in 21. And she does uh, sing decently well. But this song, good golly, you wouldn't know that she could sing if you heard the song. And um, her dancing is, it's dancing. Like, I, fe- <laughs> I probably should have looked up a dance video because uh, the song makes the mistake again of if Minzy's key point is her dancing. Okay. Hire a director who can shoot her dancing. Well, don't hire a piece of shit director that cuts every three seconds that, uh, sets that, that the stage is like always dark and grimy and not well lit foggy filtery and foggy. It's like trying to make her look more like fierce than it needs to be. It was like at every direction of choice for this release was just for me personally, the wrong choice, like the music video, wrong choice, the outfits and and the look of it, wrong choice, song the choice, song choice, wrong choice. Uh, to be honest, I actually don't know what the proper, the correct choice was because we kind of have a very similar conversation with Chunga from IOI. Because she's also primarily known for her dancing. And she also was going to be release her single song. And she did, not interesting, but she did a... Something a, gutsy. A gutsy choice, or maybe a stupid choice, I don't know, it, to release a ballad song. Yeah. Where she doesn't do any dancing. To she highlight sing. her singing. Yeah. To highlight her singing. And we were talking about how, at first I was like, this is kind of a dumb thing. Like, why have Chunga not dance? That's her thing. But then we were kind of walking that back like... Well, if she just straight up busts out with a dance track, then everybody is only going to think of her as a dancer, right? Yeah, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, my expectation was right. Chung Ah can only dance, and of course she's only going to dance, right? But if you come out with a song that's like a ballad and where you focus on your singing and it's decently good, then you'd be like, okay, hey, Chung Ah, even though this song wasn't amazing, uh, yeah, she can sing. Right, yeah. And so we were like, okay, then we got Minzy, and... Maybe if the song was better, I, like there's a lot of reasons why I don't think this song is very good. Like number one, her singing or sing talking or whatever it is she's doing is, it's not her fault per se. It's also the arrangement of the song, but like there's just not much range in her voice. A lot of the voice, a song is very just monotony kind of droning on and on and on. Not a lot of ups, not a lot of downs. It's, I think Josh says something really good, which is like, it's like it's trying to hypnotize you. 
but in like the bad way. It's just boring kind of hypnotized. Because the thing about being hypnotized is that you're captivated, but not right. captivated. And it's like she's trying to be sexy, but it's not coming across very well because of the 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 way it's shot and the way it looks and good fucking God, the amount of cuts in this music video. And it's also the styling of the song is like a shitty card kind of song. Like I, I honestly think it would have been better if it was more card like where it was a very big focus on the backing track and kind of tropical houseness and the and the big boops and allow her to kind of really dance to the song and get in her to groove. Beat, yeah. And this one was like a bad, more poppy version of it. It it sounded like everything was really kind of muted and like far away. Yes, yes. It it like the card songs have a lot of oomph to them, right? Like the backing tracks are really loud and it's good a lot of the time. Uh, we'll get to them in we'll a second. But this is like at sometimes the backing track is really soft. Like like it sounds like it's in another room and Minzy's trying to sing to it. And it's just weird. It's just a weird combination of things like if you want a dance song, you better make sure the backing track's great. Oh, but the backing track's actually not that great. So maybe the singing needs to be better. Oh, wait, but the singing's not that good. So maybe she looks great, and then she doesn't really look great because you can't really tell because the music video is so sporadic. You're you're trying to find something good about the music video. Like, oh, if you don't have this, at least have this. If you don't have this, at least have this. But none of it is really done that great. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry for being so negative for this, but it's just not a strong solo release. Like, if if you want to differentiate yourself from, like, 21, if you want to make a name for yourself, this was not, in my my mind, the way to go, right? Like, if you want to say, hey, I'm a good singer, too. Like, I could have sung much better in 21 than sing. If you're like, hey, remember me? I'm Minzy. I'm really good at dancing focus on the dancing like i felt like they did everything this kind of like half way and it, it, it just really kind of fell flat on its head and we didn't even mention flow sick like oh god come on dude flow sick has a very specific style we don't really like it right me and you and it's not doing minzy any favors on this song i don't think he's terrible flow sick in the song but he ain't doing him any favors now, if it was GD, maybe something could have happened. Although Flo Sick and Ayu song, that would have been, ooh. Uh, there's a lot of what-ifs here. There's a lot of what-ifs here. I, I, I'm very interested in what she's going to do next, um, but but I do think this song, if it was not Minzy, if it was a random person, nothing. nothing this would have been nothing. But, of course, it's Minzy. She's got legions and legions of fans. It's got quite a lot of views, probably quite a lot of downloads. Um it was a it was a fail. Sorry, Minzy. Speaking of fails, Josh, we're oh, to our last big name no games. We had a honestly, we had a lot that we wanted to talk about, and we had to dumb down this section. There were just a, I think a lot of songs this week that we wanted to talk about. To be fair, good and bad, but this is one of the bad ones. <laughs> what I don't know where we were going. <laughs> I was having you introduce it. Uh, is it my turn? I think it's did did I. Yeah, it's your turn. Oh, it's fuck your turn. I was, your I was trying to throw it to you, and, and then... And I threw it right back. And then you filled, <laughs> filled in some time and threw it right back. Um, so, yeah, you guys know um, this last one's card. 
And while I don't think this is the worst song, I think Minzy's song is definitely worse. Definitely worse. For sure. I do think this was the most disappointing song um, because I, I didn't really have super high hopes for Minzy, but we have super high hopes for Card. And their latest song uh, by Card is called Rumor. You for real? <laughs> Uh, well, first off, it's produced by the same people who made their other songs, uh, Not Sun, which is Stranger, EJE Show, uh, Big Tone. Uh, and if you, you, you made a good song, a good debut song, the second song, you used the same producer, it wasn't as good as the first song, then maybe you want to go a different direction. Maybe. But they did not. And they just put out a song that is the worst of the three. Yes. Um, so number one, we mentioned Cardinal Sin number one. Cardinal Sin number one is unnecessary time in front of your music video, right? Cardinal Sin number two is auto-tune. Oh, boy. Stop. And not only is there auto-tune, but like, it's so maybe long. I'm wrong, okay? Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the guys used much or they didn't use any auto-tune in their first two songs. At least it wasn't noticeable thinking about, thinking about it now. Right. Uh, and we're back. pretty like there are some good instances of autotune. We're not blanket against autotune, right? But number one, this song starts with the guys. Starts with the autotune singing. Not good. And then it switches to the other guy. Not great. And and it doesn't have like, for example, like my thoughts are so sporadic because I'm so disappointed. Which is like don't recall and oh nana starts with this backing track that you're immediately like ooh right both of those songs start that way and this one does not start that way this one's backing track is a like a 10% as good as the last two not just worse but significantly less interesting than the last two songs yeah and and arguably for card the girls kind of do more of the singing and for us, what we liked about Card was that the girls kind of warm you up to the rapping that the guys have. And when you start off rap, uh, it, it just really, or, or like you start off auto-tune and then rap, it's just not, it's just not good. You, I don't know. Just, it's like the girls are like the scene setters. They kind of set the scene 
and they're kind of like, okay, this is the general feel of the music video. And then the kind of guys get a little chance to put their stank on it. Right. And that works really well. I think in Onana and to a certain degree, don't recall, but in this one, you don't let them a, there's no amazing backing track right off the track, right off the start to set the scene and B, the girls sing after the guy. So they also can't set the scene. Right. Yeah. It just goes straight into the worst parts of k-pop that we hate and and here's what i and i think what you mean by setting the scene is that when you have a really strong backing track or if you have like the girls start the song you really kind of get a feel for the melody right you get a feel for like the through line of what the song's going to be about but when you start with something so auto-tuny or so like kind of choppy like rap is you're just kind of like oh what what am i what am i trying to catch on to here What what am i trying to hear for in this song the kind of like What's the catchiness? Right. Because rap, um, usually what happens for rap, I think any type of rap, is that the beat gets set, right? And you're like, okay, yeah, this is the beat. This is the rhythm. This is the melody. And then someone raps on top of that. And you're just like, oh, he's rapping to the song very well. But when you start with rap, you're just like, okay, it just sounds like you're just rapping f- without anything, right? Like, we don't know what the, this backing s- song sounds like. So it, it just really sounds like you're just rapping like freestyle almost, but it's not good. At least that's how I feel. Right. I mean, we mentioned and don't recall that the men's rapping was the worst part of don't recall. Um, it was super mad clowny and just super, right. This is now my new worst thing. Just the autotune. I hate autotune guys. I hate bad autotune. Why, why do you need to do it? But that's enough about autotune. Mm-hmm. After that, the girls sing, and this is probably the most, what's the right word I'm looking for? The most unsynced between the girls and the boys of the three songs. Yeah, because usually I think in the previous songs, they did a good job of kind of playing off each other and a good job of kind of harmonizing the singing and the rapping. Right, or like little piece here, little piece here. Um, but this one really, really sounded like it sounded like a mashup, like one of those mashups where you take the vocal line of a different song and you put it on the instrumental of another song, but they don't quite work. And the only reason mashups work is because you kind of recognize both things and you're like, oh, isn't that interesting to hear them together? This is like, are these just two different things for two different songs? Why are they together? Like, this sounds weird. I don't, I don't really like it. Moving on to Cardinal Sin number three. You have nothing else to say about shittiness. I mean, um, I think we've said enough shitty things about the shittiness. But the, but the, the thing is, uh, shitty is a very relative term. Uh, again, I still think overall, it's, it's not a terrible song. We've heard much, much more terrible, you know, worse songs, right? I, I think I would rather listen to this song than Minzy, right? Oh, for sure. Um, but Minzy doesn't have a Onana to, to compare it to, right? It doesn't have the burden of expectation. Right. Um, so let's get to so Cardinals to number three. And this is a new sin. I don't know why we call it number three. It should probably like number 12 or something. But we have a problem with this as well, usually. <laughs> right. So if you watch the video, the, the entire video, the real video, not a fake version, not a fun dingo music version, not a fun like variety version. The real music video is shot entirely vertically. Why? 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 It's why? terrible. It's terrible. Like... The idea of it, I understand, for example, if you don't know what the Dingo music video stuff is, you should look that up. 
um, because there are some very interesting videos on, on this YouTube channel. Um, uh, they do a lot of just straight vertical videos where there's a billion black bars. Like they're made for your phone, right? Like if you're watching the video on your phone, there's no black bars, right? But when you're watching on a computer, like most normal ass people, um, there are gigantic black bars. So much dead space. Right. But the idea of those dingo videos is like nine times out of 10, it's a static camera and the girls or the guys are just either in a line. So it's individual and you're just seeing one person at a time or they're all sitting in a space and it's one long cut. Um, And so a small screen is okay because there's not much happening. You're right. You're just looking at these people. Not much is moving. Right. But this is a real music video kind of shot and cut and paced like a normal music video, but you only get to see 20% of it. Like, like imagine. So if anybody knows anything about video games, which I think a lot of you do, there's like, you know, shooting video games. It's like, for me watching this music video was like trying to watch somebody play uh, a shooting video game that wasn't very good. It, it is just like, oh, it's kind of really erratic and missing a lot of stuff. It's, it's kind of giving me a headache. And like, that's the problem with vertical video. It cuts out a lot of details that, that stabilizes your eye, I think, to focus on what's important. But when it's just like all what you're supposed to focus on, then it, it, it's really jarring at least for me. Yeah, I'm not entirely with you on that comparison, but (laughs) I guess my version of that comparison is like, you've seen a lot of vertical videos for, uh, if you watch a lot of, not webcams, a lot of uh, fan cams, especially a lot of those single person fan cams where they follow a single person. And vertical videos are very, very good at helping you focus on one thing, right? But when the video is shot like a normal video, like Josh says, you, you, there's nothing to focus on. Like you see, you're look you're trying to watch a video through a pinhole. It's, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, it's awful, and the video is shot with a shit ton of cuts. It's shot really dark. It's shot with a lot of transitions, and the I think even without the vertical video, I think the video would have been not great. Yeah. Um. There's a reason why. Whenever I watch even my favorite song, Oh Nana, I don't watch the real video. I watch the choreography video. It's a hundred times better than the real video. Uh, same with Don't Recall. Like it, the, the the dance video is a hundred times better because it, it doesn't have all this extraneous crap. And so now you still have the extraneous crap and you're looking at it through a fucking slit. It's like amplified. That's the problem. It's such a terrible, terrible thing. Like maybe if I watch it on my phone, maybe I should bust out my phone and watch it. But like, who does that? Who does? I'm, I'm sure there are people who do that. It's just, I could not fucking believe this was the real version. Like, if this was, like, the vertical version, right? Or the, the hidden version. The, you know, the card version. The fun version. We, we were, like, looking, trying to search to find if there was another version or a performance video. We just, we just really did not want to watch this music video again. And, like, I fucking just cannot believe there weren't more downloads for this. Like, I, I cannot believe somebody watched this and was like this was the best version they could have brought out like you're fucking insane guys like it it's such a terrible decision i I just don't understand i just don't understand it like even if this was the best song and i was loving it i would still be pissed i would actually probably be more pissed if they did this to a video because then i 
it's made it extra hard to enjoy the song that I like. It just d- double doesn't help because. But, but I guess lucky for you, Stephen, the song wasn't very good. Yeah, and I'll never want to listen to this again. I mean, like we said, um, this song was made by the same producers, and it does sound like the previous songs, and it's the worst of the three. Um, with all things considered, why would you even bother with this song when you have like Onana? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I I guess maybe if you if you spaced out these releases like years apart, and you're like, okay, I've been I've been wanting some new card. I haven't haven't heard from them in a year and a half. Oh, this song's kind of the same. Well, at least I got a new card. It's like, well, no, we we've heard three songs in like six months, right? Like, and they're all same soundy. Why? Just just go listen to Nana. Just listen to even Don't Recall. Uh, they're slightly different. I think this one is is more like Don't Recall because it's like one of the slower ones. Just just listen to Don't Recall, guys. Just go download this music video. Tell them this is a terrible idea. You know what? I didn't think the video would bother me as much as it does right at this moment. Because because the thing is, like, we we were when we were preparing, right? We were writing down the things that we didn't like, right? And you're just going one by one, and that's fine, right? But now that we just look at this whole list, it's just like, oh yeah, that is really bad. Oh yeah, that's really bad. And you're just like, oh, but it, that compounds on this because this problem is related to this problem, and it's just one just big tornado of shit. But see, here's the thing. The idea of a vertical video is not a bad idea. If you did something different with that, like, again, the Dingo music YouTube stuff is different, and it takes advantage of the vertical properties of the thing. So if it was a... There actually is a really cool card version where, again, it focuses on the individuals, and and, and they sing Onana, like, one at a time. There's all these cool effects kind of... Like, it looks like they're in a magazine cover, right? I think that's Dingo Music. I, I'm not entirely sure. I've seen that, yeah. But, like, if you shoot a vertical video and you make it for specifically for that format, that would have been awesome. But they didn't. They just shot it like a normal fucking video and then made you not see most of it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, like hire me. That's such an easy decision. But the thing that pisses me off of is the fans. It's like, don't, again... I, sometimes we live in a different world where where we think boys are <laughs> like girl groups, but other people think boys like boy groups, right? But like, it it would boggle my mind if someone was like, "I love this music video." Like the verticalness made it better, right? Like that would fucking blow my goddamn mind. Right? I, I want to hear what that person's reasoning would be. I, I don't know. I, that's why I can't even imagine. Yeah. So like. For me, the the fact that this video doesn't have more downvotes is like a generic failing. It's one of those generic fails of K-pop fans where they just love everything. Like they're like, I love Card. They released a new thing, Upvote. Woo! It's like I can't give them any criticism. They're not gonna want to do better if everybody loves all their shit anyways. Like, like I understand to wanting wanting to support your group. We love Card, and because we love Card, we want to hold them to a higher standard. I'm not going to say. I just think it was a dumb decision. I think it was a bad decision. I think I just, I cannot believe anybody watched this video and was like, "This was great. Good job on good job on the vertical." Like, anyways, I, I'm harping on that too much. If you thought it was a great job, don't be afraid to tell me why. Yeah, right? we, I I really am curious to see why someone would enjoy that, uh, and I don't mean that disparagingly. Like, I'm really curious as to what 
could be good about that. I mean, I, I think you're fucking crazy and you're wrong, but I, I do want to hear why you think it's good. Because here's my kind of train of thought, is that music videos are are more objective than just regular music because there should be a goal to music videos, right? Music videos are meant to promote the song. And the goal is to promote your song or your dance or your group or your promotion, right? It's to right. promote. And so I think as a music video, this this music video did a horrible job of promoting the song and the group and the dance and everything. And that's entirely divorced from our feelings on the song, right? Like we could have loved the song. It could have been our fucking TT or our Noma Noma Noma, right? Our our, our life. It could be yeah, in our blood. Our fingertips. It could be our it could fingertips. Be our fingertips. Oh, I forgot that song. I was trying to get that song. Um, Forever, that G-Friend song has now ruined that word for me. Um, But, like, um, I think my feelings on the music video would have still stood. Um, Anyways, that's a lot of bitching about the idea around the music video rather than the actual music video, which we did bitch about. Sorry, Super Saiyan Koharu, or whatever your name was, Kodu. Uh, We wanted to be positive, but, I mean, we have a whole section called Big Name No Games. Oh, this um, card just is is a big disappointment. Huge, huge, yeah. huge. I can't do it. Yeah. Huge. You want to bust out that Texan accent again, Joe? <laughs> uh, or the Chinese accent? I can't. Stop. Do it. Stop. I can't. Stop. I can't. <laughs> Chinese. Stop. Anyways, I think that'll be it for episode one hundred and thirteen. Again, we're gonna be taking a tiny, tiny vacation next week. And so you're going to hear our lovely voices in two weeks. Again, hoping for an uptick again. We'll see you guys next time on This Week We Bitch About K-Pop.